we are going to get started right away. Victoria Radford. Now, here's the interesting thing. I had been using Victoria's products for years. Has anyone used Victoria's products? Yeah. What's your favorite one, Hollis? Um, I like the serum. The serum. Oh, that serum. That serum is really good. I started with the eye, under eye masks that are amazing. And that serum is really good. Who else uses Victoria's pro uh, products? Kaylee, what's your favorite? Clean. What's clean? The face wash. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, okay. We're just going to bring her up so we can talk all about it. She is a celebrity makeup artist, skin expert, and founder of Radford Beauty. And we are going to get all up in her business today. Please welcome Victoria Radford. Peak performance and mindset coach Hannah Khan. Welcome back. I make it part of my self-image, and the more I rest, the more I make. Hina Khan is an extraordinary woman. She has a very extraordinary understanding of how the mind functions. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for You'll having me. You'll tell me, Kelly, if I'm okay, if we're okay here. We sound good. Okay. So I was thinking about this, Victoria, and I was like, because I use your product, and I was thinking, and I was... Um, Looking at the product where I purchase it is at Wax On. Yes. Which, how many of you know Wax On and know Lexi? Yes, we love. So at Wax On, you can purchase Victoria's products. And as I got to know a little bit about Victoria in my research, I was looking at the shelf with all of your products and I thought, Victoria, you're living your childhood dream. <laughs> that was never a question. <laughs> this was your dream. Yes. This was your dream. At 12 years old, you wanted to have product. Yes. And you've got it now. So what is that like? Do you ever have to pinch yourself and say, I'm actually living my childhood dream? Because many people are not. I think that it really comes into focus for me when uh, things are actually very challenging. And I think back to that 12 year old girl and I think that she would just tell me, Victoria, you're, you're living your absolute dream. It's an honor to be stressed out by what you're doing. And that's really when it, that it hits me. I think that um, it was never a question. 12 year old me knew that this was going to be my life. I saw it. I visualized it. I believed that anything I visualized, anything that I could conceive, I could achieve. And uh, that was never a question. Um, but sometimes when, when things are really tough, I remind myself that, that, that it's, it's challenging and it's tough and what an honor. So did your parents instill that belief in you? Because that is pretty wild at 12 years old to actually know, like to know that you're able to do this and to not waver. Yes, I was brought up by two hippies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the visualizing, all of that, they told you this. Now you, you listen to this, she was doing makeup for weddings. Like this is, you know, a really important day, one would say at, 14 years old, she is doing a bride's makeup. So even the confidence to do that, Victoria, yes. tell me about that. I 
was doing people's makeup in my, I went to boarding school. So when I was about 12 years old, I decided that I wanted some extra money. And so I set up shop in the, in the common room and I started doing makeup for all of the father-daughter dances, proms, for all of the older girls. Hair too, by the way. Um, I was definitely more talented in makeup. And then eventually I got the call to that some one of the older sisters of one of the girls who I did regularly wanted me to do her wedding. And I just thought it was completely normal. I was like, well, finally, I'm being recognized <laughs> for all of my talents. And I packed up my caboodles and I walked across the street in Forest Hill and walked up to this gigantic house and knocked on the door. And at the time I was charging $20 to do your hair and your makeup. We didn't talk about money. And this lovely mother ended up paying me $200. And I thought, oh my goodness, you you put an extra zero on there. <laughs> Ran out the door. I was like, I think I need to do more weddings. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I mean, I, it was all, everything that's come to me has felt like it's all just a part of the process of the journey and I've, I've I'm always very grateful but I try not to lose myself in the gratefulness because sometimes I find if you're just like giving that away too much like it's it's all just there for you already so you just it's 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 your life and you just go for it well I think that's really remarkable to know that and so at at 14 you get you charge 20 Mm -hmm. You received two hundred. Let's talk a little about a little bit about money and what it was like to receive money for something that you love. Did that always feel okay for you? Yes, absolutely. Really? Yes. Who yeah. is this unicorn? Because, <laughs> I mean, because, no, we can talk about my challenges. There's yeah. lots. Well, but I love <laughs> but that I, wasn't a challenge. That wasn't a challenge. No. How many of you have felt a challenge when it comes to receiving money? So, so look, I, I'm aware. I, 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 I try and talk about it a lot. Um, I, money comes to me. I put myself out there with the things that um, I want to achieve and it flows very easily. And uh, I, it's just something that I've always believed is true. And I, I've also kind of taken things like as I've gotten older, um, Anything that doesn't flow, it feels to me like I need to realign where I'm going. Um, I do this a lot because it's always felt like there's a path. And my only job is to be honest about the way that I feel and to continue on that path and see what life has in store for me. Because trust me, it's a wild ride. <laughs> And when, so you were saying about the flow. So it's interesting what your beliefs about money are, because mm -hmm. for many people, that's a belief they want to come to. It's not a belief that they inherently have. So for you, when it comes to the flow, when was the last time in your business you felt you had to pivot because there was a block in the flow? Yesterday, every day. Really? Yeah, what well, yeah. happened yesterday? We'll start there. <laughs> um, so I really love collaborating. 
I, I don't like being a dictator. I never have. Um, I surround myself with really inspiring people, people that inspire me and I feel like make my path uh, better. I believe that anything that I do on my own isn't as great as connecting with someone else and then creating something totally new. So what that does is it opens myself up to learning some pretty hard lessons of working with people that are just the wrong people to work with. They're very necessary lessons and have really helped me along the way to understand what types of people that I would like to have around me. Um, but as my company has grown, it's attracted more and more people. And the interesting thing that, you know, we're talking about money. Um, for me, it really isn't about the money. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like really not focused. That's not my part of the business. My business partner um, was an investment banker and in finance before. So that's kind of her part of the business. I just know it's like going to happen, but it's never been something that I'm focused on. But more and more people as of late um, are attracted to kind of the opportunity uh, and the margins. And, you know, you hear those like buzzwords as your as your company grows. Um, I didn't I just love products. I didn't realize that they had great margins. <laughs> and so as um, uh, so that's what I'm working on now. Yesterday, I uh, am realizing that it's important for me to be very honest about uh, the right types of people mm -hmm. that I have around me. And uh, you always can modify and evolve uh, your situation. And I'm in the process of evolving um, my team. It's interesting once you start to add humans to the mix. Yes. Right? Like the makeup is the easy part when you start to have that. So let's talk a little bit about leadership because mm -hmm. you went from, you know, doing this one-on-one -on, -one on your own and then you traveled with Fergie of Black Eyed Peas. You were her makeup artist for four years. Mm -hmm. So when did you start to build a team? After traveling with Fergie, uh, before that I worked with people, but not me being hired to bring people with me. That that happened afterwards, and I got really inspired while I was traveling with Fergie. I I felt like I'd never experienced a group of creatives mm -hmm. together that were really coming together and making the whole look like Fergie's whole experience even better because we were really like working together, helping each other. Before that, I had worked in a more cutthroat kind of, it felt cutthroat environment where um, it felt like people were more competitive. And it was interesting to me that it felt like at the top, people aren't like that. And so I, I felt like that was like a little bit of a secret that I could take back. And now I'm going to be more collaborative and that will bring and elevate my business as it continues to grow and that I don't believe in competition that's just so small time and linear like creative people are there's so much movement that there's no such thing as competition really and so that was something that I felt like as we started working with people that I needed to find other people that also believed that or I needed to find people and then show them that that is true um, which is maybe easier than finding people that also believe that. <laughs> In fact, when you would share the um, the talents of your people, yes, and you would share it publicly and you would acknowledge people, you were actually told, "Don't do that. Don't 
acknowledge your team the way you're acknowledging them. Can you share a bit about that? Absolutely. When I first came on the scene in Toronto, I was quite new to, you know, I've been traveling, so I was gone for four years. And there were a few very amazing um, established companies here that um, wanted to kind of welcome me, but also uh, talk to me about the way that I was behaving, which was very different. I started a social media account, obviously, and would tag my staff with their own social media accounts. And that was like really upsetting to a lot of other companies. Now it's the norm. Mm -hmm. But back then, um, companies were very scared that if you did that, then that person would leave and then take all their clients with you, which, by the way, is a very big part of our industry. Like I did it myself. And I celebrate when people decide they want to start their own business. It's really not easy to do. And the (laughs) least I could do is give them a a good celebratory, like, good luck. I'm here if you need me. Uh, People aren't belongings. They're people. And they deserve to, um, if they devote their their experience and their life and their knowledge to your business for a certain amount of time, they deserve at least that, that, that they're celebrated when they choose to go out on their own or whatever they choose to do in their life. So I felt like that was a real flawed um, element of our industry. Um, and it's easy to change it if you just decide to be different. (laughs) Well, but when you have people at that stage that are people that you admire and look up to, and they've been in the industry for so long, and they're saying, you know what, you don't want to do that. How did you hear that? I said, you're just scared. That's that's small time. (laughs) You don't have to be scared. If you're big, you just go. (laughs) I used to say to people, you know, I could give someone the keys to my castle, but they're not me. And yes. I am me. That is my superpower. And I'm just going to keep on going with what I believe. There was a study that was done recently, and they were measuring the vibrations. And it's always thought that love was of the highest frequency, but it isn't. Hmm. It's authenticity. And I think that's what you're speaking to. And so we're authentic when we speak our truth. And that is the key to freedom, is speaking your truth and being you, because nobody else can be that. And then as we talk about in my community, it's that your doing comes from who you're being. <laughs> Always it starts with who you're being. So when you saw the, when you saw the people in, uh, at the concerts and that are organizing the concerts and the team around Fergie, and you notice that the people at the top were, you said that like they were different. What did you notice about them, about how they operated? They behave as if we have already made it, because we have, but in a way that is, they like give it all away. It's really? like, yes. Yes, I remember my first day, um, it was in Belgium, and I had never been on a stage of that magnitude. Um, Transparently, I didn't even know the Black Eyed Peas were that popular. I was a little older. <laughs> I, I looked out on the on the on the stage, and there was like a hundred thousand people. In the, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And I turned to Jason, who is her hairstylist. He still works with her, the most lovely human. And I said, um, "So, do we get to watch the show?" And he was like, "Oh, honey," <laughs> he's like, "Come with me. We're on the stage in the quick change room." And so he basically 
basically just, you know, no one was really showing me what to do. So he took me around and he showed me everything and he gave me some tips, some like really helpful tips. He told me how much time I had. He told me what to say, what not to say, you know, little things that you would never know. And I felt that from every angle the dancers the people on the on the sound stage uh, even like Fergie herself like she was like do you need anything I was like do you need anything I'm here for you uh, it just felt very collaborative and very much like people were pouring their heart and their soul into what they were doing and everyone was very grateful to be there so what I hear you saying is that what you noticed was there was no ego In the sense of people like Fergie asking, do you need something? Nobody, she wasn't above you. She just had a different role. And everybody had their roles. And then Jason, who was willing to help you. So he was invested in you succeeding, Mm -hmm. which is why he's giving you those tips. Yes. Right? Like he wants you to do well. Absolutely. And so I'm sure there are some ego in that kind of environment. But it sounds like at the top with the collaboration. Yes. There's got to be a lack of ego in order to be able to collaborate. Yeah. I would say that there's absolutely no fear. And no fear. That somebody is going to be better than you Mm. or that somebody is going to outshine you. Yeah. Um, That's definitely at the core of of what the, the feeling of the team was. So just imagine if you left here today and you didn't have fear, what would you do? What would be that email that you would send? What would be the conversation that you would have? What would be that project you would launch? Who would you ask to partner with you? It's a powerful thing to operate without that. Absolutely. That's, it's my life's motto, actually. Strong and wrong. You just go Tell for us it. about it. Tell <laughs> us about strong and wrong. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's unintentionally been my motto my entire life. Um, I come from two hippies, but they're actually quite perfect people. Both my parents are very polished and, uh, and receive a lot of accolades for pretty much anything they do. I was the exact opposite as a child. I was clumsy. I was loud. I got really bad grades in school, really bad. I had lots of friends. But other than that, um, I very much was the opposite of my parents and felt very much like uh, I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Um, in the family or in the in in school and as i got older um and i was told a lot of the time that i was bad i was told a lot of the time that i didn't pay attention i was you know the classic she has so much potential but she's wasting it away you know all those things and that was frustrating for me um i felt like i wanted to reach my potential i just didn't understand i felt like it didn't the things that they were trying to teach me didn't work for me that's really how it felt and so as I got older, I started realizing that my gifts were very different. Um, for instance, I have been dreaming about creating products since I was 12 years old. I read a book back to front uh, written by Horst, who started Aveda. And basically, this book was like how to start a business and how to lead your life from this like soul level and having products that are good for the environment and good for your face. And I read it until the book fell apart. And then I decided to go to my uh, payphone 
of my school and call the 1-800 number on the back of the book because I needed more information. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, hello, my name is Victoria Radford and I'm in OAC. I was in grade nine. I thought that that gave me more clout. <laughs> it's like, I am in OAC and I would like to do a presentation on Aveda. And I was looking for more literature. So I was like, if you have any more books and thank goodness, whoever I was speaking to sent me to kind of the marketing and PR department. And this lovely woman sent me an, a humongous package and the package had products, a VHS, another book. And I felt like I'd won the lottery. That was like your first PR pack. Yes. Right. It was. Right. It right. was. Yes. And it was astounding to me that my friends thought it was so incredible that I was able to pull this off. And to me, it was kind of like, well, why not? Just put yourself out there. Just just mm -hmm. go for it. You never know. Like, you can call. They could have said, like, okay, have a nice day. Like, this is not a phone number you should ever call again. But <laughs> they didn't. They sent me this huge package instead, and it kind of changed my life forever. There were a few things that happened like that. So by the time I was um, one of the youngest company members in the Stratford Festival, I also really enjoyed acting at the time. Um, and that was a whole other story of how I got there. Uh, we were on the stage and the director turned to everyone. I was about 17 years old. And she said, okay, everyone, strong and wrong. Do it like you mean it and it's okay if you screw up. And I turned around and it hit me. I was like, oh my goodness, strong and wrong. That's what I've been doing my whole life. Like, it wow. really works. I wanted to turn to all the, all the other actors and be like, guys, you should just go for it. Strong and wrong works. And so that's been my motto ever since. I love that. <laughs> that might be the title of the podcast for this episode, <laughs> Strong and Wrong. Stay tuned. We'll see if that's what it is. But, you know, there's... The, there's permission then, like, just go for it. Exactly. Right? Like, what's the worst that can happen? I love how much you love the science behind all of this. So are you, like, in the lab, in a lab coat with the, like, <laughs> shower cap type hat thing? I wish. There? Are you in there? I wish. I have been to my labs uh, many times. Uh, labs are very closed in like you it's very special every time I'm invited anytime I see another creator um do in their lab mixing stuff I'm always like oh it's so posturing like it that's not really a thing it isn't no oh I thought you were I thought it was like I'm going yeah. to the lab today I wish and I thought you had a coat yeah. and your name on it when you go in the lab they do give you a coat you go through a very rigorous yeah. process of making you all desanitized you have like boots and a hairnet and like things on your hands and there's like lines that you can't cross when you're walking it's very serious um i love every moment i can to go and uh my favorite place in the entire world is the place that creates my products they have a room where it's all the products they've ever created and i love especially taking my staff there for the first time because you see like fenty beauty and no. Mark jacobs really and, yeah like like anything yes and then our radford little shelf um but anything that you can imagine they create it's the they're the big boys they do all of the biggest products in the world and so sitting in that room and getting that presentation and kind of nerding out over the ingredients and asking about adding different ingredients to something. And um, I was there recently and they gave me this mask and my producer was saying, I thought you'd like it. And I put it on and I smelt it. And I was like, it reminds me of like Body Shop 1992. And she was like, mm -hmm. 
that is the lab that created Body Shop in <gasps> 1992. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, it's, it's, I get a real kick out of that because I feel like this has been my dream my entire life. And it's so incredible to be doing it. I really put in my 10,000 hours, even yeah. as a 12 year old. And now I get to continue to create things. Oh my gosh. Like, she's literally sparkly when she talks about it, right? Like you can feel, you can feel it. You can feel the energy around it. Now, we have here your beautiful product, but I know this was not the first iteration. No. Tell it, because, you know, there are people that are listening that are starting out or they're putting something out there for the first time. Mm -hmm. So tell us about some of your early iterations of your product. What did it look like? I've always been the type of person that learns by doing. Um, unfortunately, when you are that type of person, usually the first time you do anything, it's almost painful how much you hate it. Right. <laughs> and I knew that was going to be the case when I first started creating products. And I said to myself it, that this is going to be ugly or bad. I knew that the actual product inside uh, was going to be perfect. That's something that I've always had. a. I'd, I'd been doing it for so long that by the time I got that out there, but I didn't know how to make it look expensive. I wanted it to look like Tom Ford created a weird hippie uh, natural product line. Uh, and so the first time I had it sent to me. I had one of my girlfriends over who was happened to be in PR and she opened it up and it, they looked terrible. Like, I really want to show you a photo. Like really, they looked like homemade, tiny little samples. And she said to me, oh, are these samples? Can I have them? And I, on my feet, I was like, well, they're prototypes. Um, the packaging's not final, but the, the inside is great. And yes, <laughs> you can have them. And I had to sell through like a thousand of oh. these little ugly ducklings, but <laughs> I did. It took a little while and I knew that the next iteration, I was like, I can't do this with, like, I need to find out how, where does Tom Ford make their products? And so I started Googling and I was like, lots of stuff came up about Italy. And so I decided to go to Italy <laughs> and showed up at this amazing conference called Cosmoprof. And if anyone wants to create any products, you have to go to Bologna. You have to go to Cosmoprof. That's where all the big boys create all of the products from. It's very expensive. It's complicated to go. You have to send in incorporation papers. But I'm one of those people that the more complicated it is, the more I'm like, oh, I'm in the right place. This Why is, is not... that? What is it about it that lights? you up it feels like there's a barrier to entry mm. and i want to know what's on the other side of the velvet rope <laughs> so, right so you're not intimidated by it you're excited about it very much so okay yes. because sometimes you know it is a barrier because people will stop at the application process right they're going to be like wow this is a lot because you have to send in a lot of documentation. Yeah, it was complicated. And then they have to decide whether you can come or not. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and then when I showed up, I was thrilled. First of all, I was the only girl there. It's changed now. This is like 12 years ago. Thank goodness. More people need to go to Cosmoprof. <laughs> and uh, and so I look around and it's all these like men in suits and I'm like head to toe in Poochie because <laughs> I'm in Italy. And I'm walking around and there's these like kind of very unfriendly people sitting like almost like 
barriers. And I, and I walked up to the first woman and I said, hello, my name is Victoria Radford and I'm going to make my own product line, which was the exact wrong thing to say. She was like, immediately, no. Like, just please. Yes, I'm, I'm highly annoying to a lot of people. The more successful I get, the more people are like, tolerate me but back then especially before I'd done anything people were like oh god and so I walk up I say this to the woman and she's like please go away and so I did because <laughs> obviously she wasn't letting me in and it was this gentleman walking around he had like an entire bottle of champagne and he walks up to me and he's kind of like drinking it himself and he's like who are you? And I was like, hello, <laughs> I'm Victoria Radford and I'm going to make my own product line. And he's like, hello, I'm Alberto and I own a makeup manufacturing company. Would you like an appointment? And I was like, an appointment? Yes. And so he took me past the very unfriendly person and into his manufacturing. With champagne. With champagne. Like, talk about that. Yes. Like you went with yes. the champagne. Yes, yes. And the owner. Yes. I had my 20 minute presentation of products from the future, like one at a time. And of course, I was sitting there like, this is unbelievable. They're like, and this one changes when you put it on. I've never seen any of so it. So he's showing you his product. Yes. Yes, and he manufactured for like La Prairie, like very high end, um, only creams. They specialize in creams. It was really wonderful. I, I look forward, someday I want to do something with him just to thank him because it was so amazing, um, but mostly makeup stuff. And so by the end of the appointment, I kind of walked out and I walked to the next very unfriendly woman and I walked up to her and I said, hello, I would like to book an appointment. She like looked at me and she was like, mm are you available tomorrow at four? I was like, let me just check my, yes, yes. <laughs> See you tomorrow at four. <laughs> yes. Wow. So you, and that is something that I remember you speaking about this and you had to save every nickel and dime to get there. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I was so proud of myself. So share that. Yeah, I saved up. When I when I got the job with Fergie, it felt like this was going to be the way I started my product line. Like, I actually had never really thought, oh, I'd like to work with a celebrity. And the concept of a celebrity makeup artist, it's actually quite new. That was not a thing mm -hmm. when I first started working for her. And so... I, when I got the job, I was like, this is how I afford, because I didn't have any money. I was like, I want to make my own product line, but I don't know how. <laughs> and so I saved every single penny. I thought I had so much money and I had enough money for like one, maybe two products. And I was like, I'd like to make 14 products. It's going to be really simple. And I, yeah, I, I spent every single penny on those two products and I was so proud of myself. I did call my best friend, who's my business partner. And I was like, I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to have to sell a lot of product really fast so that I can make more products. So you mentioned your best friend business partner. Is yes. this person still your business partner? Yes. How has that been? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, 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 I love it. It's it's interesting because so many people are, especially when I first started telling people that I was going to make Laura my business partner, they're like, oh, no, you can't work with friends. I only work with friends. Like, 
all of my best friends are in my business. So I don't really know why you would say that you can't work with friends. I would say that when you work with people, it highlights things. Mm. So all of your very challenging things are highlighted. All of your very good things are highlighted. So you have to be willing to parallel process the development of your relationship with that person at the same time as the development of the of your business. But you have to do that anyway, even I, if people aren't your friends. write that down? Yeah. <laughs> parallel process. I had never heard that before. I love that. You've got a parallel process because these these different relationships. And yes. you're both growing. If you started this from the ground up, you both don't know. Exactly. What you don't know. Yeah. And so what was a challenge? What Was it ever challenging? And is there... Oh, a, yes. Yeah? Of course. Yeah. And what do you think helped you to move through those challenges? The, the So interestingly enough, I think the fact that I love her so much really mm. helped um, yeah. because when things felt um, tough or uncomfortable, um, my feelings for her made me decide that I wanted to spend energy and invest time in figuring out how I could make it better and how we could grow and be better partners for one another. And just like, you know, it's similar to a marriage, like it, you, you, you do this thing um, and then you, you change as people. I, I turned 44 in a few months. We've, mm -hmm. I've known her since we were six years old. We're completely different people and, and continue to be so, um, but really encourage each other to uh, be honest about that one. That one's sometimes hard because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, um, but it's too important uh, not to. So you got to kind of get over that and figure out different ways. Um, we've done a whole bunch of different activities. Uh, we've even been to therapy together uh, just because, you know, you're kind of like, what, what else can we do uh, to be able to connect in different ways outside of the business? Um, so that and that never ends. That never stops. Well, definitely when you love somebody, you're going to try all of the things that you need to do to make the relationship better. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So do you guys have questions for Victoria as well? Do a few of you have questions? Raise your hand if you've got questions, because I'm going to ask one more here and then we'll go to you. Okay, so we do have a couple of questions. So as you gather your thoughts, I want to ask you, Victoria... Um, what is, so I have actually two questions. What is the part of the business that you love, that you love, that you lose time in? Definitely collaborating with people. Really? Yes. I have lots of ideas. Um, sometimes it's hard for the people that I work with how many ideas I have. Um, you know, one week I'm thinking of a new product. The next week I'm like, I think we should buy a castle in Italy. Stay with me because that's where we can do all of our weddings, brand trips. Oh. Uh, yes, I, this is a serious yes, idea. Yes, yes. Do we think this is a good idea? This is a very good idea. It could turn Retreats? into a boutique. Yes, exactly. Okay. Retreats. It yeah. could I also, by the way, call my other entrepreneurial friends. I'm like, guys, we should do this together. Uh, yeah. It will cost a million euros, but if there's five of us, that's, you know, yeah. very manageable. Uh, my father can read. My father's an interior designer. He's incredible. He can redo the whole thing for us. And uh, yeah, so I have a lot of wacky ideas and it helps me to when you're in kind of like 
the minutia and like you're grinding it mm -hmm. for me it helps me to think like that to dream yes. because it helps me keep going because the only way I'm going to get my castle in Italy is if I'm willing to sweep the floors on a Monday <laughs> you got to do that and and so that for me when I get together with other people and we get to dream together and build together that's definitely my favorite part okay that's another one to write down the only way I'm going to get my castle in Italy is if I sweep the floors on Monday. Right. Yeah. I love that. One more question. What does beauty mean to you? Oh, that's such a loaded question. Yeah. I'm so happy you asked that to me. <laughs> so I did not want the word beauty anywhere near my business. Um, just Radford is not available. <laughs> and other people, I also don't like the word makeup. I don't, I don't know. I feel like words have vibrations and I just didn't align with, I don't align with anything mainstream. Like really I don't. And, and, and so it's, my biggest challenge has been how do I take what I believe so what and what I believe is um, that the dish will never be better than the ingredients and so many people person after person after person they come to me for facials they come to me for makeup and the first thing they tell me is I want to change this and this and this about myself and so I have one hour to somehow inspire that person that they are already perfect that the, the dish will never be better than the ingredients your own ingredients seasoned just right and brought out is the whole in my opinion like the whole goal to life is becoming you right and so how do i put that into everything that i do mm. and i believe that the word beauty stops that somehow <laughs> I don't know. It's a, a daily sh like thing that I would like to figure out, and I feel like there's a lot of things on the table that I pose to people, like that I get to work with, where we get to talk about that and and like, oh, can we change that word? What other words can we use? Because sometimes I can get really obscure um, and a little too out there. Uh, so taking it kind of one step at a time and having it always evolve in the direction of authenticity mm -hmm. um, because it looks a lot different. My business looks a lot different now than it did when I first started 10 years ago. But what's it going to look like in another 10 years while we're all in Italy? <laughs> at the castle. Well, to be continued, yes. clearly. Okay, I think we've got time for two questions. Okay, Mario will... Okay, so... Mario is pointing to somebody at the back there. Yeah, you come on. Oh, if you could come over here to the microphone. Thank you so much. And then we'll have Catherine and then we'll wrap. Hello. Nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you. What's your name? My name is Kat and I love your energy. You're just giving me like golden retriever right now and it's so <laughs> precious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, I just have a quick question going back to what you were talking about, like working with friends. I didn't fully understand what you what you said about parallel processing. Can you go mm -hmm. into that in more detail and maybe give like a practical example of like how that showed up in your relationship with your partner in business and with your friendship? Absolutely. When you have a friendship with someone that you've kind of nurtured and it's it's grown into something, that's one thing. Then when you start a business with them, you have this new thing that you're developing. 
And sometimes when I think of like parallel processing, it's like you've now created two different relationships. And sometimes when you're building a business with that person, it's important to continue to evolve your personal relationship mm -hmm. with them at the same time, especially when there's challenges. So if something happens in the business that uh, we disagree with, for instance, I would say we're very opposite people. That's the other thing. I like working with people that are the opposite of me. That's not hard to do because not a lot of people are like me. But I like working with like extremely conventional. Like I like to see what's on the other side so that we can kind of create this completely new thing, right? So Laura and I are very different people and we disagree on things often. So how do we communicate on the things that we disagree about and come to a resolution and then at the same time continue to make sure that our friendship is getting the attention that it needs and that we're communicating in a way that honors this other amazing thing that we spent so much time building and the, because they're happening at the same time, they're parallel processing. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. I love that question. Catherine. So I have so much to thank you for. You just <laughs> literally set the whole context for my business and personal relationship with my husband, like took it to another level in one conversation. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. That. And uh, but that's not what I wanted to ask you about. But thank you. Like that was gold right there. Um, so and and one thing I also wanted to say you know, three access points to eternal through truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm -hmm. And you have shown us that through beauty. So I appreciate you. My question is really around that leap from small stage mm -hmm. to world stage. And it's clear that you saw that leap that wasn't accidental. And please tell me more about like that kind of process or what you've learned about making that that big leap oh i'm so glad <laughs> you asked that question i know <laughs> so to me there is no leap <laughs> it's all a scam and so many times in my life you know calling a, a payphone at 14 like i have no business calling that number but really we all have the ability and the business to be and do literally whatever you want with your life and there's no leap you already are mm. yeah again another one to write down there is no leap you already are well aren't we thrilled of who victoria is how she shows up and who you are being uh victoria i've loved this conversation i would love to have it again um Me too because I think that your approach, isn't it incredible to hear? And so, you know, you give, as you do you, you give other people permission to do themselves. Yeah, that's and the to magic. Speak their truth. And that is the magic. And you've been magic. Thank you so much. Let's give Victoria a warm thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for you. having thank me. You. Well, if you loved that episode, you know what to do. Download, rate, review, like, and most importantly, share. If somebody came to mind when you were listening to this, share it with them. And I'll see you here next time.